All righty, another day, another dollar, another one of my favorite episodes, my favorite podcast. Yes, I'm a little biased. It's my own podcast. What if it did work? Today, I've got the honor of having Paul Wakeham, the CEO and co-founder of Town Square, an off-market property marketplace with tools built on top that support professional real estate investors. He got his start in real estate by starting one of the largest real estate photography companies on the East Coast. Paul has also been involved in many real estate investing transactions, including wholesaling, flipping, and building ground up new construction. Well, how's it going, Paul? Pretty good, Omar. I'm glad to be here. Well, man, we just started talking. You got to... So you went to college. Yep. Never were... What was your major? Was it... So whenever I... told me that. Yeah, yeah. You told me, I was just like... You know, like with the the what the one mile stare after everything you told me, because it, it's the pro- improbable that you became that you made it into the probable. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I went to college and thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, my grandfather, who actually helped me get started in real estate, he always said that if there was a doctor that also understood business, they would rule the world. So I thought. I'll go be a doctor. I'll get my degree in biology. I'll become pre-med and I'll also get a minor or a major in economics at the same time. So went to college for biology. I actually only ended up (laughs) graduating with a BA in economics from the University of Pittsburgh. And the real estate bug caught me as soon as I got out of college. Um, Although I thought I was going to be a a marketing guru, I, I got into real estate quickly after graduating with an economics degree. Hey, don't worry about that. I've got two degrees in journalism. What is that equal to? <laughs> that and two fifty will get me a copy of the USA Today. So there you go. Not, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. You told me though. Okay, so you got in, you got involved in real estate. Yep. From a gift, your wife gave you a drone. Yep. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. That's, so that's mind blowing. Yeah, thank you. Um, So if you remember back in like 2015, 2016, Casey Neistat was getting really big on YouTube. Uh, He's a famous YouTuber today with like 15 million subscribers or something like that. And I was totally obsessed. Um, So he was flying a drone around New York City. And I was like, man, I, I would love to have a drone just to play around with it. So when I graduated college, my girlfriend, now my wife, she bought me a drone and said, you know, happy, happy graduation. Let's, uh, let's figure this out. And we were at the time trying to start a digital marketing company. And we were thinking of flying the drone around for businesses and using it to help build our marketing company in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. But it just so happened that the guy that we were trying to build our uh, marketing company with his wife was a very successful real estate agent. And he said, Hey, Paul, can you go fly that drone for my wife's new, like $1.8 million listing, which was big. It's a big listing in Pittsburgh. Uh, So I said, yeah, sure. I'll go fly it. I'll take some pictures, take some video and give it to her so that she can promote her listing. So I did that. And then I got in my car and I drove down the street away from the exit of the neighborhood just to see what the other houses were like in this really nice neighborhood. And I found another real estate agent with her sign in the yard and called her and said, do you want drone photos? 
Uh, and the rest is kind of history. Uh, she was the largest real estate agent in Pennsylvania at the time and asked me to photograph 400 plus listings for her that year and helped me grow the real estate photography business into what it's become today, which is thankfully super successful and has has supported my wife and I on the journey while I uh, make no money trying to get a tech startup off the ground. <laughs> hey, but you're going all in. Think about we it. We are. I'm sure when you you had the drone, you weren't thinking, okay, well, this is going to lead into wholesaling. This is going to be leading into flipping, yep. ground up construction, all the way now to a startup. Yeah. I mean, talk about a journey, though. Are, are you still based in Pittsburgh? No. So uh, my wife and I are fortunate enough that the photography business supports us. We have um, photographers on the ground in Pittsburgh, but we're trying to find out where we want to live. So we're living a little bit of a nomadic lifestyle. Uh, we're currently in South Lake Tahoe and traveling around the country, living in Airbnbs for a month to three months at a time, trying to find out where we want to land. See, whenever we started Town Square, my tech startup, it was right before COVID hit. And my co-founder and I, we were meeting every single day in person and then COVID hit and we've been totally remote ever since then. Plus, the photography business doesn't require us to be there on the ground. So we're out west trying to figure out where we want to live. Hey, I love Lake Tahoe, love state line area. Yeah. Dude, you're, I, I know it, it's got to be tough be, being nomadic, especially <laughs> December, January, especially spring scheme. With spring scheme, uh, springtime in Lake Tahoe, talk about perfect weather. Yeah. It's beautiful. We we went down to the lake last weekend and I had never been to Lake Tahoe before. And we saw, you know, the big rounded granite boulders and man, it is beautiful. It is super, super beautiful. It's definitely on our list for places we're considering settling down. I, I think that's on everybody's list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's up there with like San Diego. You know, that's right. SoCal, but yeah, no. So then what what you're doing right now, I know you have that tech startup, so everything's yep. clearly remote when yep. it comes to you, right? With your team? Yeah. Yeah. So we have five employees in Pakistan um, that are some of the most fantastic people I've ever worked with. Um, and then we have five employees here domestically that are primarily sales um, sales guys helping us get the the business off the ground, but it's been a journey to get here. It's a, uh, it's been a mental journey to get here. We've gone through many different iterations of the business. I didn't just snap my fingers one day and, you know, start raising venture capital from family offices and making it to this point. But, uh, yeah, it's been a wild journey to get to this point. And it started with that photography business to go back a little bit. I was exposed to the best real estate agents and real estate investors in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania market, which like many other places around the country was really exploding around the 2017, 2018, really anytime after 2012, um, it was exploding with real estate interest and renovations and just the market was going crazy. So I, I had a lot of exposure to some high level people that showed me the ropes and piqued my interest in the world of real estate investing and in the world of being a real estate developer. So I uh, I took my 
experience with those people that I gained from the real estate photography business and put it into becoming a real estate investor, which then became a real estate technology startup owner. Uh, so yeah, a little bit of a, a crazy journey, but definitely all centered around real estate and getting my start with the photography business. Now, Mrs. Wackham, is she involved in the startup? Or no, <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, my my co-founder and I, uh, his name is Mitch. Our wives, thankfully, uh, are supporting us because we haven't taken any money out of the businesses yet. It's uh, it's totally supported by our families, by our wives, and the the great jobs they do working and running our businesses. Don't worry. Uh, pretty soon, you guys will be overnight successes. And <laughs> yeah. Everybody would be be thinking one day the two of you guys thought about this amazing tech startup. That's right. They came pouring in. There was no work involved, and yep. bam, they're they're going to be like, "Oh, Paul, Paul and Mitch are so lucky. Those guys, easy street." <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just a couple more years till we're an overnight success. I think <laughs> exactly. But you found success in all these other different avenues of real estate. Yep. And I got to say, man, usually comfort kills dreams. Usually that type of success, that type of comfort, most people are like, hey, man, I'm here. I arrived. Let me coast for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Why the tech startup? And, and who can't, were both of you guys just drinking, having a six pack? And, and you're like, well, you know what? We What about a tech startup, a real estate tech startup? Yeah. So we were actually rock climbing. So Mitch and I met rock climbing. And at the time I was teaching myself how to code very poorly. <laughs> um, so I taught myself how to code and met Mitch while I was rock climbing and said, look at this cool stuff I'm trying to do in real estate. And you said comfort usually kills dreams. And that's that that's definitely the case sometimes. Um, but for some reason, I just thought I could predict who was going to sell their house next. And the world of real estate photography pales in comparison to the success that I could have if I could truly predict who was going to sell their house next with an algorithm or with some kind of technology. So I met Mitch Rock Climbing, like I said, and uh, took that relationship into building a really, really good algorithm to predict who was going to sell. And then that got us deeper into the world of tech startups and uh, a prop tech as as it's coined. Um, but you know, I think that it was just a drive for doing something more than being a real estate photographer. Not that it's a bad thing. My, my wife and I are very comfortable because of that business. And we're very, very lucky to have that business. It has supported us for the last seven years or so. But I, I wanted to do more. Uh, I don't really have a good explanation as to why I wanted to do more, but I it's always been a, a burning desire of mine. And maybe it's like the the like elusive, you know, there's only a couple tech startups that sell for a hundred million dollars a year or something like that. That like I want to be one of those kind of people. But yeah, it's uh it's fortunate that we had such a comfortable life from the photography business. And you expanded your vision because back then nobody was thinking, hey, what about drone photography for, for real estate? I mean, you yeah. see it, it's more and more. It, it's it's still not not everybody ha has that those tools or those capabilities. But you talk about being at the right place and at the right time. You expanded your vision and you're like, hey, let's 
why not? I mean, talk yeah. about, especially a few years ago, any drone footage. I mean, heck, I'd want to buy the friggin' Psycho House or they have right. our house if it, you know with drone footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we that's exactly right. We uh we kind of had uh right place, right time. Like you said, totally lucky for us to just stumble into the right industry with the right tools. Um you know, right as we got into it, the drones were becoming good enough to fly themselves and not crash into trees and the cameras were getting good enough that it like looked professional and not like somebody was taking a photo with a potato. Um so yeah, we're we've definitely been lucky. I'm not one of those people that says it's all grit and hard work. There's there's a lot of luck involved in my story, and I'm no I'm no stranger to that fact. Yeah, but don't sell yourself short, dude. You you worked. <laughs> the more the, I, and I, I can tell just by your resume, you're a hard worker. Hard Thank work you. usually follows good luck. You you never Thank hear you. the guy hitting the bong, sitting on his couch <laughs> and, and you know, he, he stumbles upon being lucky and you know, a 20 mil, 20 million just reappears in his bank account. <laughs> or, you know, uh, Dick Clark comes in with the publisher's house clearing check. <laughs> it doesn't happen. You know, everybody talks about luck, but if you, if you know, it's a common thread, you were working, you were hustling, you were grinding and yeah. opportunities opened up because you were there at the right yeah. place. It definitely, you're definitely right. Um, my, my dad has always told me as I've created various businesses and been in the world of business that, you know, hard work is really answering emails on time, getting back to people on time, answering the phone and just being accountable. So, uh, I, you know, not to diminish what I've created, but I, I really think that those things are the, the core tenets of what have allowed me to be successful in addition to the luck. It's really just making sure you do the things that other people would expect of you or that you would expect of other people when you're in business with them. That is answer the phone, answer an email and be accountable. Accountability is very short these days with people. That's right. So much easier playing victim. You know, typically a lot of people, Paul, they could have the beginning of your story. Oh gosh, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I thought I was going to be a doctor and they relive it. 10, 20, 30 years. Oh my gosh, I went to college. I thought I was going to be the next surgeon, that I was going to be the yep. next vascular doctor, the next this and the next that. I could have been a contender. But no, 100%, you're right, accountability for the good and for the bad. Yep. yep. So the tech startup. Yeah. Pound Square. Like, how did you and Mitch come up with this concept? And for, for starters, just tell the audience what is Town Square and what does it do yep. for people? Yeah, so the, it's kind of the, the same answer. The, the way that we arrived at where we are today is through a bunch of different iterations of <clears throat> that core business idea, or the first business idea of predicting who was going to sell their house. We had that idea um, we were going to predict who was going to sell their house. It didn't work because COVID hit. And then we iterated and we iterated and we iterated and we pivoted and a bunch of different things uh, affected the business that we didn't expect. And then we arrived at where we are today, um, which is a marketplace for anybody who is selling an investment property or is looking to purchase an investment property. Um, you can come to Town Square and you can buy and sell off-market properties. Off-market typically means you wouldn't find it on Zillow or Realtor.com or Trulia or one of those sites because 
properties that are posted on town square usually don't involve a real estate agent. We definitely don't put up any blockades that say real estate agents aren't allowed, but it's primarily investment grade properties where investors are selling the properties to one another. And then on top of that marketplace, we build a bunch of tools to help the real estate investors in their uh, everyday real estate investing practices like connecting with one another to leverage each other's strengths uh, to do business better and more efficiently. So yeah, it was uh, 2019, the end of 2019, whenever we first started the business, COVID hit our algorithm to predict who was going to sell got really messed up um, because the data was no longer good. And then we pivoted a couple of times to arrive at where we are today. And I'm happy to talk about those pivots, but I tend to go on tangents too much. Tangent away. Not the business model. I get it. it it's great for the real estate investor. But how do you guys get paid? You guys get paid based on the percentage or is it just a flat fee based on just how long the, the ad runs or or the listing runs? Yeah, it's actually even more simple than that. So it's a software as a service, a SaaS tool um, where you pay monthly to have access to the platform and all of the tools that we've built on top of it. So real estate investors or buyers, they come to us and they pay $149 a month to have access to the platform, the marketplace, and all the tools that are on top of that marketplace. We we don't take a fee uh, if a property sells on the platform, something that our investors and my advisors are pushing me pretty hard to do. But um, you know, I think we need to offer a lot of value first before we dip into your bottom line and say, we deserve some of that. Okay. But hey, that's once the system's proven. Yeah. Because you're saving a lot of money cutting off the middleman, cutting off the the realtor and there's 6%. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a hundred percent our intention to cut out the real estate agent because agents do bring a lot of high quality investment grade properties to the platform. Um, but you know, what happens in the real estate investing industry, Omar, typically is the investors, they buy and sell 10, 20, 30, 500 houses a year. And because of that type of volume, they know how to go through the real estate process without a real estate agent holding their hand. So they're they're used to not uh, not paying the six percent commission. They're just they need a way to get online with those transactions more than they are right now. Because usually these real estate investor transactions happen belly to belly, handshake deals in each other's offices. You know, I'll sell you five properties at. $100,000 a piece. Okay, great. Have our attorneys draw it up and then we'll go to closing in a month. That's usually how it happens. We're, we're more or less bringing those kind of belly-to-belly transactions online to make them more efficient with the marketplace and with the tools that we have on top of the marketplace. So it's easier per se if I have a portfolio of yep. single family. Now, is this all just single family homes or is it duplexes, apartment complexes, all the other different yeah, really anything. I was on a call yesterday with uh, 55 really high-level investors that are joining the platform that are... I, whenever I joined the call, they were in the middle of discussing a deal that required uh, $19 million in equity. Like They had to raise $19 million to put a uh, 75% down payment down. So that's an $80 million 
purchase. Uh, and those guys are coming to the platform. Right now, it's a lot of single family properties that are on there. But as we push towards legitimizing the space and becoming a professional platform, the commercial large property owners like those guys I was just talking about, they're they're finding interest in coming to the platform, thankfully. Now, I love this, man, because talk about bringing up a new concept. Thank you. Yep. Completely. Now, so what's what's the what's the hardest right now? Finding real estate investors to go all in on this platform or because it's something new and and you just want to put the word out? Yeah, um, you know, I I love the name of your show because it is something that my my co-founder and I talk about a lot is like how do we make this work? And what what do we have to do to get this to all the different pieces to fall in line with Town Square? And the way that we've arrived at right now, Omar, is we we need more developers. The hardest thing for us right now is not customer acquisition. We're in a very fortunate spot where we've been accepted into a lot of very exclusive groups with the tip of the spear, the leading industry or industry leading, I should say, real estate investors. And they all know that they need a product like what we're what we're developing. But what we've done is the current iteration of Town Square, we launched it, our MVP, our minimum viable product in July. We put it out as a test so that we could get a bunch of feedback. We could hear what our clients and customers have to say. And then now we need developers and we need the money to pay the developers to build those things in that we've received feedback on. So uh, how do we make it work? What if it did work? The way that we make it work is uh, by hiring developers and building the products that our customers have asked for, building the feature improvements that our customers have asked for. That's the hardest part right now. But it's a it's a fortunate spot to be in. You know, some people would say, I need more money for marketing because I can't find my ideal customer. Thankfully, we have those customers here waiting for our product. 2020, March, we all know what happened. Yep. Present day. Are the analytics back to the way people are purchasing? Is it back to everything back to normal? Or is it you're still trying, you're still saying that there it's not quite there and you had to change the parameters the analytics to to hit for for all these real estate investors yeah so the the market as a whole i think the market as a whole is going back to where it should be you know all of the money that was pumped into the economy and all the inflation that we saw especially in home prices um I think that they're going back down to where they should be. If you look at the graph of the average, the median home sale price in late 2019, I think the closer that the market gets to those numbers, um, the better off the housing market will be because 2020 through really May of 2022 was just you know the Wild West. People were making 50% over asking price offers in uh in places where I had lived, you know, I had lived in Boulder, Colorado, where there were houses selling for like a million dollars over asking price in some cases, just craziness. So the market as a whole, 
yes, I think that things are going back more towards normal. For us, we we aren't really focused on the data crunching and the analytics side too much anymore. Uh, we're not focused on making those predictions anymore. We're focused on running this marketplace. But what we're seeing from the data that comes out of our marketplace is that things are also going back to normal, quote unquote normal, um, hopefully not too fast, but they're going back to normal in the real estate investing world as well. And yeah, it's interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see what happens around the springtime for us in our business and for the general real estate market. Because if the Fed raises rates again at the end of this year, it's going to have some impacts on the the spring real estate market, which is usually the busiest real estate market of the year. So then the sky is falling that you hear from everybody else when it comes to real estate. It It's just Really, everybody was so spoiled with your your home equity going up 50, 60, 70 yeah. instead of the historical average. So it's, it's just it's, it's not even really cooling off. It's just going back to its historical rates. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, sort of like when the stock market, when, when it's not given 30 percent or 40 percent per year, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, we're crashing, we're crashing. <laughs> It's just a normal correction. That's what I would say. I mean, I'm definitely no uh, financial expert in the world of like the the macroeconomic world of real estate, but at least from my perspective and what I try to stay up to date on for my news, I think that you're totally right, Omar. It's like if you if you looked at the real estate market and you said time starts on January 1st, 2020, and then time ends today, and you look at it, you're like, oh my God, the, the sky is falling. But in the grand scheme of things, if you just add 2019 or 2018 into that picture of what the real estate market is, I think that we're just just like the rest of the world is correcting to what regular society is like following COVID. So is the real estate market. So is the stock market. Things were wild because there were trillions of dollars pushed into people's pockets and interest rates were almost to zero. I mean, some of my family members bought houses and their interest rates on their 30-year mortgages are like 1.65% or something crazy like that. And that's just not that's not realistic. Uh, it's not it's not reality in what we've seen in the economy even in the last 20 years. So, I think that we're seeing a a regular a regular correction. I think we're just going to go back to reality just like restaurants are opening up or have opened up and now you can go there without a mask or without having to sit outside. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I know. Thank God we survived. It was okay <laughs> without the mask sitting down. But once we stood up, you know, all hell broke loose. <laughs> you're, you're very capable of catching it. So that's at, right. At least seat level, we were all, all good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You can't stand up. <laughs> but with the real estate investors, they're, they're not the type. It, it, it's it's this it's smooth sailing because when you're whole this is buy and hold create income have income build equity mm-hmm. and that's it. it it's not like you know you're joe blow oh my gosh i got an extra hundred thousand dollars of equity in my house let me go buy let me go liquidate it and like buy a brand new car yeah uh, so it it it's not going to cool off for you guys because you know, in, in fact, it's even better because you can buy houses at a decent rate. Yep. And 
you know, charge rent yeah. or whatever you, you want to do with these properties. Spot on, spot on. So the, the thing that we're seeing is exactly what you just described. There are more, my contacts in the industry that we're partnering with and working with, um, a lot of them are what's called a hard money lender. They lend out to real estate investors kind of like bridge loans so that they can get a property rent ready or they can flip a property and sell it for more money. And what those guys are seeing is, and what they're telling us is, the market is actually heating up for buy and hold real estate investors who are saying, oh, thank God the market in Austin is finally down 40% or down 20% or whatever it is. Or, oh, thank God the suburbs of Seattle are coming down 16, 15% from where they were. Like now it makes sense to buy and hold properties for rentals. But on the flip side, the buyer's sentiment, because interest rates are so high, the everyday buyer who's looking for a nicely renovated like Joanna Gaines HGTV kind of house, those buyers actually, they're not in the market as much anymore because they don't want to spend 7% on a mortgage if they have a 680 plus credit score. So the world of real estate investors flipping homes like you see on HGTV or something like that, that's actually going away for the short term, at least until sellers asking prices for the flipper to purchase a property, put money into it, and then sell it. When that original homeowner's prices come down low enough that there's enough margin for a flipper to go and renovate and then make money for a buyer to purchase it, I think that will be the true sign that the economy is leveling out and things are going back to normal. Because until then, there's just too much discrepancy in what the original owner of the property wants, what the flipper can purchase it for, and what the end buyer can purchase it for from that flipper. So yeah, to your point, sorry to ramble, but to your point, the investors that are doing rental properties that are buying and holding, they're looking for more properties than ever on our platform and from the people that are using our site to post properties. But the people that are flipping properties, they're like, whoa, whoa, we're going to hold on because it doesn't make sense to sell a property to somebody who doesn't have the money in their pocket to buy it because it's never going to sell. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I love the Joanna Gaines reference but you know it makes me want to go to waco and then see how Chip and joanna are doing that's right <laughs> yep yep i've been i've been a waco you're you're, you're not missing anything there yeah. there's a lot know. of rock climbing there's actually a, a crazy okay. amount of rock climbing in waco not to derail the conversation from uh from real estate investing but yeah there's a lot of rock climbing in waco it's like one of the the main spots that people go uh in the south and this is just random, but I, I drove through Waco, like it was the summer of 98, the World Cup. I was a student at LSU and somebody gave uh -huh. me World Cup tickets for Dallas and I had to drive through and Waco was on fire because it was like literally right around the, the branch Ravidians. And, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, great, great property, I'm sure. <laughs> If, if if he didn't burn it down, that's right. If he didn't burn it down. I mean, we somebody could literally flip that house with 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 a little bit of repairs. But yeah, no. <laughs> At least now I know. I, I'm I'm fearful of heights. So I mean, yeah. you're talking about rock climbing. My reference of, of rock climbing is watching Cliffhanger with um Sylvester Stallone. So that's right. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm sure and that's good. not an endorsement because the chick that you know his buddy's chick dies at the very beginning of the movie. So you know, <laughs> if you're fearful of heights, you know, rock climbing's not you know one of those things to do. Yep. Yep. So, okay, I I love I, I love everything about this. So Town Square, it is this for like everybody and anybody. Like, let's say. Omar Madrano wants wants to get involved in real estate investing. I've I'm liquid. I've got some capital, or or yep. is this like an exclusive? Hey, you know, you, you have to know what you want, and you know, you have to know what you're doing. Type yeah. of platform. Yep. So it's open and accessible to anybody. the The marketplace is closed, so you have to be a member in order to access the properties on the marketplace. But by no means do you have to be an expert in order to purchase uh, an investment property. Just like you don't have to be an expert to purchase a property that you find on Zillow. Um, a lot of the users of our platform that sell their properties properties. They're very, very experienced real estate professionals. And if anybody were interested in buying a property to add to their portfolio or get into the world of real estate investing, I'm sure that the users would be more than happy to communicate with you and walk you through the transaction. Or you can always bring a real estate agent to the transaction and have them guide you through it. So to answer your question, Omar, it's open for everybody. Um, you know, There aren't real estate agents typically involved. So uh, just you know, treat investing like you treat treat investing in real estate like you would treat investing in anything else. Make sure that you're informed. Now, Town Square is, is this growing based on just raving fans, referrals that they they love this new system because it's completely new. It, it's it's nothing. It's way better than, than Zill, the Zillows and the other platforms. Yes, yeah, so I'm thing not that- even remembering. I'm I, just from what you told me. I can tell it's way better. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the, the the thing that really sets us apart from anybody in the real estate investing world or really anybody in real estate as a whole, especially the likes of Zillow, is if I have a property to sell, I and this is why people really like what we've created. If I have a property to sell, let's say it's a single family rental that I just want to get it off my books. I'm ready to go buy something else, or I'm ready to to buy that car with the equity I have in the house, whatever it is. I can bring that property to town square and then I can send it to the marketplace and see who reaches out to me. But we kept referencing those tools that we have built on top to help the real estate investors do their transactions more efficiently and more effectively. The the tools that we've built on top not only allow you to post your property to our marketplace, but also send your property via email that is built directly into the platform. So a lot of real estate investors have a network of investors that they typically sell their properties to, or they're very familiar with because these transactions usually take place belly to belly, handshake transactions. So they have a network. We've essentially built tools to allow them to send their properties they have for sale directly from town square to people in their network. But then if everybody's uploading their properties and everybody's uploading their network of contacts that they want to sell their properties to, if I have a great deal in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, I can go on Town Square and I can find other investors who have uploaded their contacts and I can say to them, hey, I have this property to sell. I'm going to make $60,000 whenever I sell this. Can we partner on this if you bring a buyer to the side of to my side and your buyer purchases my property 
In other words, somebody from your network purchases my property. I'll split my profit 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever it is, because you're providing the buyer in this transaction. Um, And that's the thing that really has allowed us to grow and gain notoriety is because investors do that every day. It's called joint ventures. They joint venture on properties all the time. And nobody has brought that process online. So yes, things are growing. Things are going very well. And it's primarily because of those three things, posting to the marketplace, sending to your own network and leveraging other people's networks to sell your properties to their network of buyers. So when you guys become an overnight success, a couple years, that that's why you're you're seeking real estate, like in the Lake Tahoe's. Yeah, <laughs> there's Aspen too. Don't don't forget Aspen. There's Vale. That's right. That's right. Yeah, big sky. So is, is that one of the? Is it because of the rock climbing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I I got into the outdoors uh, very early on in life and then uh, just have fallen in love with it ever ever since graduating college and getting out of the city of Pittsburgh and really seeing what the West had to offer. But rock climbing was one of the first things that really kicked my butt out the door. I I was going to say the University of Pittsburgh, the Pitt Panthers is that's literally right. inside a city. So that's why when you're you're talking about rock climbing, it, it's yeah. not like you went to the University of Colorado or University <laughs> of Vermont or, or or you know somewhere with a lot of out, outdoor activities. Yep. Yep. So it was was that always just a passion that you had as a kid growing up or it's just something that you 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 saw in like one of those magazines like Men's Health and you're like, "Hey, you know what? Might as well give this a try." It's funny that we're talking about this, Omar, because I was just having this conversation yesterday with a client of ours who has four young kids and she lives in Utah. And she said, my kids, they don't have video games. They're not allowed to have video games. I'm like, yeah, good for you. That's awesome. They're not allowed to have uh, smartphones either. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome. And I say good for you. That's awesome. Because my love for the outdoors and my passion to be outside, I think it came from my parents saying, you can't have a cell phone, you can't have video games, you can't have a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Game Boy or any of that stuff. My parents bought an acre of land and then handed my brother and I a shovel and said, here are your bikes, here's the backyard, go play outside. And we dug giant holes and we built bike tracks and we're the time of our lives outside. And I think that's really where where my interest in the outdoors came from is that I was able to have so much fun having good experiences with people that I loved outside. And that's what I'm still trying to do today. And hopefully Town Square and the world of real estate investing is the conduit to get me to do that more. Well, you're a, you're a young guy. If you're a generation Xer like me, all, all, all those plat, all those video games that you you mentioned, we only really had like Atari and like yeah. so it wasn't like you know we we all played out out outside. You know we. Yep. I'm, I mean, I I graduated college without owning a computer. My my whole fraternity house there was only one guy with a computer. And, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nice. Nice. And, and I didn't graduate in 1950. I graduated <laughs> college in in '95. So nice. Yeah. I was born in 93. <laughs> so so there, there you go. But you, you missed out on all the glory years of, of being a Pitt Panther. That's right. That's right. I definitely did. Yeah. Pitt, Pitt was not, not too glorious whenever I was there, especially sports wise. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't, hey, but but you know what? You have that history. Now, Mitch, is Mitch a Pitt Panther too? Is that where you, you met him? No. So um, I met Mitch, like I said, rock climbing at a gym. We were inside rock climbing. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Pittsburgh. maybe you're going to tell me like at the rec center, like, you know, how they <laughs> have the fake. Yeah, no. So we I met him at a gym uh, in the like up and coming gentrifying neighborhood in Pittsburgh that's known as the South Side. So I met him at a rock climbing gym there and he was working a full time job as a computer scientist doing big data. That's the that's the good buzzword that I have to describe what he was doing. Um, And I, you know, he had some interest in real estate and I was very much into the world of real estate by 2018, 2019. And I said, look at this thing I'm trying to do, man. And he's like, dude, you don't know how to code. You don't know how to build an algorithm. You might know about real estate, but I know how to build an algorithm. I know how to code. So middle of 2019, after some rock climbing conversations, uh, Mitch ended up quitting his job and coming on board with me to start what has become Town Square through that path of iterating and pivoting that I described before. Great, man. Thank you. I'm thinking of picking up rock climbing. At, <laughs> at at a gym or on a cruise ship and just become uh just start a, a tech startup with with the random guy see if, it's see a if great way to meet people <laughs> it, exactly but with me i i, I that I, I probably stu- stu- stuttering and, and, and holding on to dear life <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried ziplining once with with my two daughters and my ex-wife and it was like holy shit man i was <laughs> i was holding on to dear life it was like Alaska and, you know, and perfectly safe. Or I thought it was until I saw the Tiger King or whatever. And, and the the one guy that looked like he was on meth. Well, I think <laughs> I was on meth. I broke my yeah. I had zero legs because of zip lining. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I think I'll cross that off my list. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, Omar. I totally forgot about that. Good reference. <laughs> No, but every time you say rock climbing, I think uh, Sly Stallone in, in, in that movie. So, yep. Yep. great job, yep. man. Thank so, you. Ultimately, what do you need more of? You need more members of Town Square? Yeah, I mean, we would love to have people sign up, check out the properties that are available. I think that would be fantastic. Obviously, like I said, we're a membership service where uh, if you want to see the properties that are available, you have to sign up for a membership. If anybody out there is a real estate investor, you can come on and you can post your property totally for free. Um, It doesn't, doesn't cost anything or require anything to bring a property that you have for sale to the marketplace. Um, But to take advantage of all those tools, you have to be a member to take, to check out the platform, see all the properties that are available. You have to be a member. Um, But yeah, how do, how do we make this work? Uh, We need developers and we need eyes on the platform. Uh, And then eventually in the springtime, I'll go out and raise some venture capital to make all of that happen as fast as possible. But you know, I'm I'm in a fortunate spot right now, Omar. Things are going well, things are growing, uh, and we're just going to keep grinding, put our heads down, and you know, don't look up until we're at the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell. Can't wait for that that moment. I'm like, those guys are overnight successes. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> hey, man, you're you're young, dude. Ten years for me right now. I'm 49. I, I, oh. I would. Ten years. Who knows if I'm still here? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just joking, but it, you know, 50, 59, holy smokes. Yep. Uh, so Town Square, everybody get on it. So is, is this you. like month to month membership, six months, a year? 
Yep. What are all the options? Yeah, the, the options are you can sign up for a month, 149 a month, or you can sign up for a year. It's 1180 per year. Um, we chose that for a couple of different reasons, but yeah, 1180 per year if you wanted to sign up and have access for a full year. Um, and if anybody has any questions, you know, you can just reach out to my team and I. We, we're always available. You can contact us uh, in the bottom right-hand corner of any screen on Town Square. And the website, I don't know if we've said this or not, but no, you Town Square's... Yeah, Town Square is spelled without all the vowels as cool tech startups that are going to oh, be that successful. Is so yeah. So it's, spelled, right. it's town, let me guess, S Q R E? No, no, no vowels whatsoever. T W N S Q R. Oh, man. I was close, though. <laughs> That's I was right. Close. Dude, if, if I was a developer, I, I would love to help you. But Thank when it you. comes to technology, I just mastered the word processor. <laughs> <laughs> So any developers, you know, Mitch and Paul are looking for you. They have an overnight success that's going to sell $100 million so that Paul can go rock climbing full time. (laughs) So that I can do a free activity, right? (laughs) Exactly. Dude, you are the definition for me of what if it did work. Just everything from the drone all the way here. Any parting words for that person that's unlike you, fearful of taking action, of doing something completely different, of becoming a real estate investor, becoming a real estate photographer, doing anything outside the norm. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for them? Yeah, certainly. So... I, I've been very fortunate in my life to have a great support system around me. And I've been able to take a step back and look at all the different things happening in my life and try to put them in order as best I can. And I've been successful at that first before starting my photography business or before starting Town Square. So my my parting wisdom is for anybody who's looking to start something on their own or take some leap into business or just take some leap in general that's outside the norm of your life, try to get everything else that is happening in your life organized and in order before taking this leap uh, into the next big thing that you're doing. I definitely wouldn't have been able to get to where I'm at today without the support of my wife and my family and all the people around me that have helped me keep everything else in order while I do this one thing for 10, 15 hours a day that is starting this company and trying to make it work. So uh, having the support structure around you of everything else being in order as much as it can be, nobody's life is going to ever be completely in order, but trying to get everything else organized and in order before starting something different in your life. That's what I would recommend anybody do who's ready to start something new. Thank you, Paul. And once again, how do we find Town Square? Because I'm hard at spelling. And how do how do we find you, dude? Do you do you post a lot on social media? So you can find Town Square across the internet at TWNSQR. If you Google that, you'll find us uh, on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Um, but 
me personally, Omar, I'm my, my friends kind of make fun of me that they say I'm like a 65 year old grandpa. I, I don't really have social media of my own. My head's kind of been in the sand of making this tech startup work for the last three years. And I've, uh, I've definitely slacked in all parts of social media in the free time that I have. I'm usually outside or spending time with my wife. Um, so not yet. You can't find me on social media yet. If somebody wants to connect with me directly, you're welcome to email me. I'd love to hear from anybody listening today. It's paul at twnsqr.com. If you have questions about real estate or real estate investing or the market or town square, feel free to reach out to me via email anytime. Your parents raised you right. You see, you didn't have all, all those PlayStation 1 through 20. Now, now you and your, your wife live life. So what you're telling me is you're not like, Hashtag winning date night and you don't, you don't post your date. You guys don't post what your meals are. You don't post like every activity that you guys do. That's crazy. My, my, to my wife's credit, she does. She, she, she stays oh. on top of it for both of oh. us, but me okay. personally. Okay. Because yes, it, none of this stuff actually happens unless, you know, there's an account on a social media somewhere. So Thank God she's doing that. That's right. That's right. I, I'm actually eating food now that it's being posted on Instagram. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, because, you know, you need those hot dogs. Um, you, you need the cheeseburger. You, you need the California roll because that's right. nobody has ever seen any of these items. So it's always that's great right. to see what we're all eating. Uh, brother, that's right. I love you. Thank you for being on my show. Thank Happy you for having Thanksgiving. me. I admire everything about you. Thank you. Dude, thank you for whomever reached out to me. Cause for a while I thought, I thought it was an agency. Was, was it, is it your, your publicist or how did they find me? Uh, It was just my assistant helping me find podcasts to reach out to so that we could get on podcasts and talk about. Hey, your assistant thinks I I rock. So I, I love your assistant. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for having me, Omar. Honestly, I listened to a bunch of episodes of your show over the last couple of weeks since we scheduled and rescheduled this. And uh, I think that what you're doing is awesome. I really like the approach that you're taking where you're really asking people informed questions about their story and how they've got to where they are. And I think too much today in the world of podcasting, people are trying to have just surface level conversations just to get through it as fast as they possibly can. And I really enjoy what you're doing. I'll be a listener for a long time and I'm glad that I was able to come on as a guest. Thank you, dude. And and, and the reason why I ask you about this, you know, or I tell you, you're going to be an overnight success. Everybody hears that. I had yep. to hear it for years. They, they didn't see the hustle. They didn't see the sacrifice. They'll never see it. Well, especially with you because you never post anything. So they won't see that. They'll just see all of a sudden, you know, they'll, they'll read about you in Entrepreneur Magazine. And, and, that's what and, I'm going and, for. <laughs> and, and all that. And then that's when they're like, you know, and, and then, you know, University of Pitt will start throwing you. You'll be like right next to Dan Marino and Larry Fitzgerald and every other famous <laughs> Pitt alum. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And it'll say Paul Wakeham, overnight success. <laughs> exactly. Right there, brother. Hey, you are the definition of what if it did work. We need more people to ask themselves better questions and to go for it, brother. Congratulations. I know you, Mitch, you guys have a way bright future ahead. So thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Take care. Bye-bye.